Okay, okay. Are we warmed up? Are we ready? Do you massage your face? I think I'm face? ready. I think I'm good. Let's do it. Loosen up your face. <laughs> <laughs> Rubber baby bucky bumpers, rubber baby bucky. <laughs> All right. Like that. <laughs> oh, okay. Before we get started, uh, speaking of vocal warm-ups, there was, I saw a TikTok uh, from backstage Broadway of, of Wicked, the girl who was playing Elphaba <laughs> was warming up and she was warming up by going, Yas! Yas! Oh my god! Like that's how she was. That's how she was finding her upper register. Yas! Unlimited. <laughs> okay, I'm not quite on that level anymore, and I feel like I escaped a cult. Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, I have a PSA uh, for our episode. <laughs> I, have a, uh, I, have oh, okay. PSA, I have two PSAs for our episode since we're just doing. Oh Mar- shit! Okay, Mar- well episode. then, then let's get this party started, oh, shall right. we? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. My body is ready. My my body is ready. All right, here we go. Uh, hey everybody, welcome back to Dark Side Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man talk about a Star Wars. My name is Stephanie. I'm I'm the woman. For today, anyway, um, I mean, subject to change. We're yeah. we're all living in our cocoons and going through a metamorphosis of quarantine right now. So yeah. who the fuck knows what I'm going to look like when I come out? Chris? We have the technology. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm that gay man. And I, I guess I'm the gay man for now, since this is all temporary. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Stephanie, uh, Raja, Raja. Raja, Raja. Raja, Raja. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, what we're doing with this show is we are watching the entire visual library of Star Wars media in chronological order. And that lands us today on season, of, we're in Clone Wars, the Clone Wars animated season, season? God bless America. Can I? Bleh, 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 bleh. <laughs> this could be one of those episodes. What the fuck is my tongue doing? Okay. Whoa. So, uh, 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 Clone Wars Animated Series Season 1, Episode 5, Rookies. That's where we're at, right? Okay. That's where we're at. Um, mm-hmm. The Jedi fortune cookie at the top of the show is the best confidence builder is experience. Ain't that the truth? Mm-hmm. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> like, did they have to take me straight to the bedroom full of clones on the fortune cookie? Uh... Like, did they have to start there? <laughs> So, could, uh, could we have eased into it? There's no foreplay on this. So uh, 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 let, let's go behind the scenes a little bit. Yesterday, Steph, Steph, Stephanie messages me and she says, I promise I'm not going to talk about clone sex. And the first fucking thing out of her mouth. Anyway, I, uh, we're done. That's, that's the episode. That's it. that's it. That's the show, folks. At least I had, to, I had to watch the episode a few times to... You know, get yeah, I mean, me too. Yeah, <laughs> just just to make sure. Like I do, I do. I yeah, I took some notes and then I just ogled them on the second run. So <laughs> as one does. You were saying uh, that you have you have some PSAs for the top of the show here. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, one, you know, we have a lot of nerd stuff coming out, and this was happening during Mandalorian. So I just want to let everybody know that if you're sensitive about spoilers, 
it's uh, much easier to not check social media than to uh, constantly harp on social media about spoilers. Because uh, <laughs> you do not control my behavior. I'm going to post what I want at any time. Thank you very much. <laughs> do you snap in a Z formation when you say that or after? I don't know how to snap. That's like, I know. Wait, what? I don't know. How, I can't. I don't know how to snap. I have tried. Your fingers are 900 miles long. You don't know how to snap? I can't snap my fingers. Oh, that was a Z formation right there. Give me a break. I'm just. Like, you can't do that? No, I can't. Oh, honey, I don't I'm know so how to, I, sorry. No, I don't know how to snap my fingers. I've, oh, I've, I'm sorry. I've, I've jabbed my feet. I have literally jabbed my middle finger one time trying to figure out how to snap because I want to do it so badly. And oh, that was a very uncomfortable week at work. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I flaunted my ability to snap. I just, oh. You know what? You're just differently abled in the <laughs> manual sound effects department. Maybe you're not a snapper. Maybe you're more of a clapper. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it. I'm a clapper. Okay, whatever. I still give the best. So let's move on. Okay. <laughs> did you have another PSA or is that it? I did. Um, this is actually a much more serious one. Um, oh, okay. Uh, and uh, this goes back to uh, using common sense, I think. Oh, shit. Uh, when you write, uh, so there's been all these articles recently written about LucasArts and LucasFilms, and mm-hmm. there's this growing narrative that it's Kathleen Kennedy versus John Favreau, Dave Filoni, oh they're battling God. each other, blah, 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 blah. If you just, uh, you know, think about it for a little bit, and you also look at, like, who the executive producer is of The Mandalorian and Season 7 Clone Wars, mm-hmm. uh, it's Kathleen Kennedy. John Favreau reports to Kathleen Kennedy when mm-hmm. when when John Favreau wants to do a, a story idea, hire a certain actor, get a budget. It is Kathleen Kennedy who approves it. So, uh, the these articles that are coming out that are being written by uh, mostly men. I'm shocked. I know, shocking, right? Uh, mm-hmm. They point out at, their evidence is all these. There's all these Lucasfilm. Uh, and LucasArts employees who are so upset that uh, Dave Filoni and John included Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian, and it's a big middle finger to all their work that they're doing. Um, yeah, I heard something about, I saw some fucking uh, headline float past about how the people making High Republic are pissed that Luke Skywalker got used in The Mandalorian, and I'm like, how? Why? What? Bullshit. Yeah, so if you uh, so I've been uh, consuming the High Republic content recently, mm-hmm. and I follow all of these writers on Twitter, and I've yet to find anyone that has not been praising the Mandalorian. In fact, they're all celebrating Mandalorian. So it's as if uh, people are making this shit up. <laughs> it's and I don't understand imagining that all of these people who are involved in producing Star Wars content are somehow at odds with one another. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember um, that Missy Elliott album, Under Construction? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. She's got those blurbs in between uh, each song where she's like, Yeah, what's the deal, y'all? This is Missy Elliott. And we're like, bitch, we know we're listening to your album. Um, but she's got one where she's like, So all that hate and the animosity between folks, you need to kill it with a skillet. You don't see Bill Gates and Donald Trump arguing with each other because both of them got paper and they got better shit to do get more paper the people at the top people with the money 
are not fighting each other. They're just making more money. So mm-hmm. the people at the top of, of Star Wars content are not fighting each other. They're just making more Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, shut the fuck up about that. Yeah. Uh, so the, the real reason why uh, people are writing these articles and the you know, same thing with the YouTubers that talk about, oh, Last Jedi sucks, this movie sucks, blah, blah, blah. Neg- negativity creates traffic and yeah. traffic generates revenue for these websites. And that's the only reason why these articles are being written. I know this because if you look at the when a writer uh, on a, on a website when someone writes an article you can click on their name and look at the full volume of of uh, work that they've done on that mm-hmm. website mm-hmm. and it's it, I always see it's always the same thing it's a guy you click on their name and they're praising Zack Snyder and in my <laughs> opinion Zack Snyder is one of the most overrated film directors of all time I bet they like Michael Bay a lot too. Yeah, and also my yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know the credibility of these people. Uh, number one, these uh, uh, the, these people that write their blog posts and their news articles and websites, they uh, are critics, and critics generally just have no talent because they're not creating the art themselves. They're just bitching about mm-hmm. it to make money. They're leeches right. off of uh, off of the system. So right. meh, fuck y'all, and uh, try to try to prove me otherwise because. Uh, you know, Kathleen Kennedy is uh, really pushing the envelope in different directions for Star Wars, and you may not mm-hmm. like all of, all of it, and that's fair. I'm not going to argue with that. I love all of it, but that's just me. Uh, yeah. But don't don't do this whole it's men versus Kathleen Kennedy, you know, bullshit because you just come off as sexist. Yeah, and that's because they are. <laughs> it's the sexism for me. So yes, thank you. Uh, solid PSA. My PSA, don't be sexist and don't be stupid. Don't be, and, don't be a sexist prick. Don't inject your sexism into Star Wars. Fuck off with that. And educate yourself about corporate structures. Yeah. There's plenty of sexism in Star Wars. We don't need yours. That is the truth. Flashing back to last episode, where Anakin got to do the typing and got the little woman to clean up his mess. You're still bitter about that, aren't you? I'm bitter about Ahsoka Tano running around in a theater of war in a tube top. Why can't other people have a tube top? I would pay good money to see Obi-Wan Kenobi in a tube top. Mm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, none of this has anything to do with the episode that we're supposed to be talking yeah, about rookies. today. <laughs> Let's get back into the episode. Hey, do you have the announcer bit? Yeah. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? <laughs> Please steer this shit back on track with the announcer okay. bit. Christopher. Yes. Clone forces rally as war escalates in the Outer Rim. The Jedi Knights are spread thinly across the galaxy. Many new clones are rushed into service to support their Jedi generals. Unfortunately, because of the relentless demands of battle, many clones must join the struggle before their intensive training has been completed. These clones, manning a vital network of tracking stations, are all that stand between the Republic and invasion. Bum, 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 bum. So you like that euphemism there? Where he's like, uh, the relentless demands of battle. Oh, because clones are dying right and left and they need more. They're (laughs) dying. General Grievous alone just took out like a bajillion clones. So we need to to get the rookies in service before they're really done being trained. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, they're just, they're going through troops like water. Mm -hmm. Did you notice how during the... uh announcer bit that they had actual like they recreated scenes from the end of attack of the clones no i noticed that they had cut scenes from other later episodes yeah 
of this season, but I didn't, I didn't see anything. Well, like, you know, the, when the, it's in like the very beginning when the clones are all standing in line and the camera pans back, mm. uh, that's like a callback to attack of the clones at the very end. When, oh, okay. When yeah. they're, when they're first shipping everybody up to go yep, yep, yep. to Geonosis. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That shot where Palpatine is looking all pleased and, uh, in order for Bail Organa to convincingly, uh, show that he is upset, he constantly punched his fist into the rail. <laughs> Going, oh, shucks. <laughs> you leave Bail Organa alone. <laughs> He's doing his best. <laughs> and then Bail Organa hops in a, pl- uh, a ship and flies away. <laughs> and leaves. He takes his cheekbones and he leaves. <laughs> uh, okay, so this episode, we find ourselves on the remote barren moon of Rishi with the Rishi Outpost Station. Um it is a listening outpost. These guys are stationed there to watch and make sure no enemy forces are headed towards Camino. They're the last outpost before Camino. And Camino's a little important. Why, Stephanie? <laughs> because that's where they make all the fucking clones. All of these clones <laughs> that they're having to, like, shove into service as quickly as possible because all the good clones are dying. Yeah, that's we need. That is where the clones are made. And so, yeah, it would be a really good idea for the Separatists to go blow the fuck out of Kamino. Yeah, so why haven't the Kaminoans uh, franchised? <laughs> why don't they have other planets on yeah, which to make clones? Or, or that, too. Because uh, clearly, if you have all your clone operations on a single uh, planet, that is the planet to blow up, right? Right. Yeah. But then if you if you spread out to multiple planets, now the Republic has multiple targets that they they need to defend. Like now they have to they it's 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 zone defense. Like they ha- now they have to cover a larger area, and they're already spread thin as it is. So I think it's a it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't tactical situation. Like you just have to pick your poison. Do we want to have all of our eggs in one basket and try and defend that and risk losing everything if it gets hit? Or do we want to spread them out to multiple locations and then have to actively defend multiple locations, risking, you know, pouring our defenses into one spot while the separatists go and attack the other one, which we can't defend? Just build a secret location. Oh, is that it? Just build a secret location. Yeah, because, you know, (coughs) Death Star, you can do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, the secret location thing works really well, except that the Republic Information Network has a giant leaky hole in it named Chancellor Palpatine. Yeah, that drama queen. (laughs) Yeah, so it might as well just be we have the one location that is general public knowledge. Everybody knows where it is. So if the bad guys know where it is, they know that we know that they know. And we will be there in a hot second if anything threatens it. And we will see that play out over this episode. Now, the way that this, uh, that the Rishi station works, uh, from what I can gather, is it continuously broadcasts an all clear signal. Just always saying, everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine to the Republic fleet. And then, should that signal be interrupted in any way, then the Republic fleet knows everything's not fine. We need to get the fuck over there. Mm-hmm. That seems to be how it works. So, not the most exciting outpost, not not the most exciting uh, assignment for a clone trooper, uh, as we see. What uh, what clones are we introduced to, Steph? <laughs> I'm trying to not just monologue my way through this, and I'm leaving open space for you to speak, and then you just speak up and go, Stephanie, talk some more. And I'm like, fuck! <laughs> well, 
No, I, I, am I, uh, you don't, you can't see my face. I have a big ass smile on my face, anticipating what you're going to say about uh, heavy Echo Fives, Joy Bait, and Cut Up. The shinies are here. It's Domino Squad. Ta da! I love them. So Domino much. Squad is back. Except Cut Up, a... he could, you know. Anyway. Cut up is cut up is fine. Cut up is the only one that's like trying to like grow out some facial hair. So he's got the stubble thing working, and it's it works for me. I'm fine with it. Um, so yeah, we we find our, our we find our boys, Domino Squad from the Clone Cadets episode, and here they are. Uh, they are in the main control station, uh, Rishi Station. They're in the the main control room where we have pinups, two of them. I saw them. Did I saw you, them this time. Yeah, on the wall. There's a human, and there's a, a Twi'lek. Twi'lek. Twi. Twi. Twi'lek? 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 I don't know. I, I think it's officially Twi'lek. It's, it's Twi'lek. Um, no, I don't like it. You're getting dangerously <laughs> close to toilet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Okay. Let's step away and from I would, I would argue that the host of the Grand Army of the Republic broadcast, The Voice of the Outer Rim, uh, show counts as a pinup. You're listening to the Grand Army of the Republic broadcast, The Voice of the Outer Rim. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I get it is. It's just a hologram of a BD-3000 luxury droid. However, she's got a sexy voice. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, Steph. I'm going to talk about Batu for a second. When you're in the... Oh, fuck. I know. When you're in the bathroom, go ahead. Go ahead. I live the, vicariously through you. Go on. When you're in the bathrooms, they have a radio batu uh, mm-hmm. playing, and one of the one of the if you're in the bathroom long enough, and I don't anyway, uh, if you're in the bathroom <laughs> long enough, uh, you uh, you uh, you eventually hear uh, that per, that woman uh, saying that bit. Nice. Batu is in the outer rim, and I was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. that's so cool. Anyway. I really like this this radio thing. I was watching it with Lucas, and he pointed out that it is very much like a World War II era callback. Yeah. Um, to which is a lot of uh, a lot of the space battles and just a lot of the the military encounters in the Clone Wars are very much modeled after World War II actual World War II engagements. Uh, so having this radio station in here uh, really is a nod to that. It's very much like a USO for the boys. Bet Midler type moment here, and I love it. Be cool if there was a Clone Wars scene where all on the Watchtower is starting to play. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about cool. I think that might be terrifying. But uh, yeah, little call, call, cool. call me. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, so yeah, but that, that's our that's our pinups, and uh, these guys are bored. They're really bored because this is a very quiet, deserted moon. Not a lot of activity in this area. Heavy in particular, super bored. Very bored. Mm-hmm. Now, why is Heavy's name spelled H-E-V-Y, according to Wikipedia? Girl, I don't know. I, I've wondered that myself because I thought he was called Heavy, H-E-A-V-Y, because of his fondness for heavy weapons. But um, maybe they just don't teach clones to spell. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's just not part of their vital education. They've got like three months to train these assholes up to be able to go out on the front lines and die. So maybe the alphabet, not their strong suit. Wow. Anyway, uh, so they do have a sergeant. Uh, his, I believe his name was O-Niner, but they never actually say it in the episode. He's just Sarge yeah. to them. Um, who stresses to them the importance of this outpost that they're on. Because uh, they are the ones who will see an invasion and be able to tell everybody that Camino is in danger. And so they're like, oh, okay, sir, yes, sir. They shape the fuck up. Uh, 
And then um, almost immediately, we are thrown into the action. But before we can get into that, uh, we do have the Jedi are doing things. Yeah, uh, Anakin Skywalker is apparently not sleeping, which is so great for (laughs) mental health. (laughs) So great. Uh, He's not sleeping, uh, uh, searching the galaxy for uh, General Grievous, which Mm -hmm. that's nice. That's a good callback, too. Uh, yeah, because like just a minute ago, last episode, Grievous was a serious problem. So they're trying to find him. Yeah, but that, that uh, the, the callback for me is uh, how I imagine Vader obsessively looking uh, for Luke across the galaxy. Yeah. You know, probably mm-hmm. not sleeping very much and stuff. Um, That's the thing is this is this is where we start to see Anakin's Anakin's obsessive tendencies that carry over to his transformation to Vader. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Obi-Wan's all, Anakin, you need to get some sleep. I'm going to keep nagging you, blah, blah, blah. Well, even R2 chimes in. Clone intelligence spotted him in the Balmora system, but that was weeks ago. Since then, he vanished. Well, unlike you, maybe he's getting some much-needed rest. And the camera actually cuts to R2 like he had a line of dialogue there, and then cuts to Anakin giving R2 a look like, man, you too? And then we move on. Like... Anakin understood whatever R2 said right then. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we, we knew what he said. I and mean, it was like, yeah, go to go the fuck to sleep. <laughs> yeah, go to bed, asshole. Uh, so, but Anakin and Obi-Wan being on the bridge of the same ship means that their ships are together. So their their fleet is assembled. Yeah. And that's, that's relevant. And, we'll and <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So uh, Commander Cody uh, reports back, blah, blah, blah. Everything looks good. We're going to the next base. And mm-hmm. Obi-Wan says this thing about, oh, don't worry, Anakin. Uh, I'm sure everything will be fine. And and he subtly starts to hint that his clone is better than Anakin's clone. <laughs> yeah, that goes on throughout the episode. Yeah, yeah. Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan actually says, good man, that Cody. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Yay! Yeah! <laughs> how, how good a man, Obi-Wan? Tell me about it. But, like, slowly... <laughs> <laughs> what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. What a mighty, mighty good man. <laughs> There's our, our bad 90s hip hop. Anyway, um, so yeah, they are looking for Grievous and they don't have their commanding officer, their clone commanders, because Cody and Rex are together, uh, bebopping around the system, checking in and doing inspections on all the outpost stations. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's just a little, little alone time in a two seater. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh. I do not ship clone on clone action. I don't. I just, I, I like the idea of being stuck in a ship alone with a clone. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, and why not more than one? It, why not more than one? Why not? Okay, so they, uh, that's the whole setup for getting back to our clones on Rishi Station. A meteor shower comes in, but uh oh, oh no, that's not a regular meteor shower. What is it, Christopher? Those are uh, battle droids, but very different battle droids. Mm-hmm. I, heavier battle droids, maybe? Did you recognize the their dropship? It's the same. It's the same uh, ship that they use to break open those escape pods in the previous episodes, like a tin can. So yes, yeah, yeah it's the juicer ships. The juicer ships. <laughs> <laughs> so they're dropping down. Um, those they drop down. Uh, 
they're commando droids. These are definitely next gen. Um, they are BX series droid commandos. Would you like to know more? Uh, please go ahead. All right. I'm listening. Uh, <laughs> so BX series droid commandos are basically the ARC troopers, the SEAL Team 6 of the droid army, mm. right? Uh, they have advanced programming. They have the, um, with the ability to improvise battle tactics. They have adaptable battlefield awareness. They, they have multiple infiltration strategies. Um, they are equipped with much heavier armor than the B1 battle droids, which are the usual idiot ones, the, the little Roger Rogers, those guys. Um, they have a vocabulator for mimicking voices. They have ranged and melee weapons. They're generally physically a lot sturdier and more maneuverable. Like you can defeat a B1 battle droid by knocking it over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I saw a little featurette of Dave Filoni talking about the the difference in the droids like why wouldn't like b1 battle droids were never intended for war really like they were intended for like cargo um and they oh, just really? sort of got beefed up yeah they they're just mass produced they're they're like the cheapest possible battle droid in numbers they're very threatening obviously but just on their own they're dumb and uh why would the empire the empire why would the separatists <laughs> someday an empire uh even bother with these b1 battle droids why not just make an entire army out of commando droids mm -hmm. and it's because the commando it comes down to price commando droids are expensive mm -hmm. because heavy armor new technology a lot more programming those are they're a lot more expensive and they're a lot harder to replace you can just crank out b1 battle droids all day but the BX series, they're they're just they're just more costly, and so you you use them sparingly. You don't put them in as much risk, and uh, and you certainly don't use them to field to on a battlefield. Yeah, I, they have a very specific purpose. I was reading somewhere that a cost of a, a droid commando is about the same as a, a thousand of the regular droids. So there you go. Yeah. So they're super That's expensive. expensive. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking expensive. And this is what uh, our shiny new clones are up against. And it does not go well. No. Like, right off the bat, um, the clone who spots the, the dropship gets taken out immediately. And that is, uh, Sarge calls him up, that is CT-327. He doesn't have um, a name. <laughs> well, they, he calls him CT-327, and then he says Sentry. So maybe that's his name, or maybe that's just his position because he was at Sentry outside. Mm -hmm. I don't know. This is an anonymous clone, um, but he's CT-327. Do you recognize that number? CT-327. No. <laughs> 327 is um, a lot like the TH-1138. Oh. TX, THX, that. Oh. Um, it is a number that appears in Star Wars a lot. It is the docking bay on the Death Star. Mm -hmm. it's, oh. it's the landing platform on Cloud City. It, stuff like that. So um, nobody really knows officially what it's in reference to, but it is most likely a callback to an engine of a car in American Graffiti, which is another movie that George Lucas made. Um, excuse me for a moment. <laughs> okay. George Lucas will never pass up an opportunity to pat himself on the back. Have you seen American Graffiti? Um, I fell asleep to American Graffiti once. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's about right. Anyway, yep. yeah. there's a lot of big names in that movie uh, doing not a lot. It's really kind of a uh, the mute button, put on some music in the background and play some video games while it's on the TV. You're good. You're good. 
I mean, but why even have it at that point? Because it's pretty. <laughs> it is pretty. It's got some young Harrison Ford action. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's very pretty. Yeah, yeah but that's about it. Um, so anyway, uh, R.I.P. CT-327, he gets taken out immediately. And then in short order, right after that, uh, who, which of our Domino Squad gets killed by droids? Droid bait. Droid bait. <laughs> droid bait gets killed by droids. Adding another counter to the ironic clone death name counter, which needs a better name. But yeah, it's clone yeah. death according to their name. So I'm now officially sold on your uh, Star Wars can't properly name people uh, conspiracy. Uh, I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> Star Wars is, names are dumb. This is too much on the nose for me. <laughs> So my favorite, one of my favorite moments, in fact, the, the my, my two favorite moments are directly correlated, but, you know, I, mm-hmm. I haven't seen this episode in a long time, so I kind of forgot about the badassness of these droids, and mm. I'm watching it, and I'm going, oh, wow, these droids are badass, they're doing all this cool shit, blah, 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 and then uh, two of them walk up to the front door, <laughs> and one of them says, okay, cut into this door right now, and the other one says... Like, a, in a badass way, Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. And I, I fucking died. I, I I wasn't expecting that. And I was like, you couldn't have reprogrammed a different affirmative? No, <laughs> like, they need to have the Roger, Roger affirmative because that's what gives them away. Because we've got Rex and Cody, they're flying in to come and inspect the station. Like, the, the rest of Domino Squad have escaped and uh, stuff. So the droids have taken over the station. And so Rex and Cody are flying in to inspect it. And they call in. They're like, hey, we're going to come inspect the place. And this is where we see what the commando droids are capable of. They He adjusts his vocabulator to sound like a clone because they all sound the same and puts a helmet on to take the call. Mm-hmm. So he's able to impersonate a clone on a call up to a point. And this, <laughs> this was one of my favorite moments in the episode. Where Rex and Cody are talking to this droid in a clone helmet, and they're like, we're coming to do the inspection, and the droid's like, uh, no, you don't need to do that. This is, <laughs> station's fine. We're fine here. Yeah, yeah. Practice yeah. almost word for word the Han Solo. We're fine here. Everything's fine. How are you? Uh, and Cody doesn't take any bullshit off of some fucking clone. He's like, no, we're coming over there, so get ready. And the droid goes, Roger, Roger. Something's not right here. Do you think so, Rex? Do clones often make a habit of saying Roger, Roger? I wonder what could be happening. Like, fucking shit, Rex. Uh, I love him, but that was not his brightest moment. Well, he's just acknowledging the reality. He's like, uh, we're about to go into a situation, you know. And so. I can allow that they haven't encountered droid commandos yet. So they don't know that there is this voice mimicry feature yeah. on the field out there in the war times and so he's he's suspicious they are suspicious going into this right and then uh we have they finally land uh and they're walking up and they're like there's nobody there to greet them everything is weird and we have the i've got a bad feeling about this line i have a bad feeling about this yay i love it it is it is unclear who said it because it could have been Rex or Cody. Both of them were on screen. <laughs> they didn't gesture to indicate who said it. It could have been either of them. We don't often get these moments where it's like, which fucking clone just spoke? Because they're, Dee Bradley Baker is really good at differentiating who's who. Mm-hmm. And they're really good. The animators are really good about visually differentiating who's who. But in that moment, could have been either of them. 
Don't know. Yeah. So, meanwhile, there's a scene uh, that I also forgot about. Uh, oh. Where General Grievous and Asajj Ventress oh. are somewhat together, technically. Right. Uh, Ventress is on Camino. She was preparing the place for him to come and invade it. Yep. Because that's what these droids, these droids are dropping for. And did you catch Ventress called him my lord? I was going to see that is exactly where I was going. Uh, right. I So the pecking order, it's very strange because yeah. Grievous just royally fucked up. Yeah. And Ventress yeah. is the apprentice. So what the fuck? She's still a what, Sith. What is... What, yeah, but like, why? I don't. I don't understand why she calls him my lord, unless she's doing it ironically. But it didn't seem like that. It was a very straight delivery. Yeah. So I'm confused I don't about. Know, maybe, maybe it just slipped out because maybe she just talked to uh, Sidious in her cre- creepy ass squid ship in the at the bottom of the <laughs> ocean in Camino. Because <laughs> that's where she is, right? She's in her fucking. That, weird I, squid I believe ship. so. Yeah. Yeah. Her and her squid ship. She's got a tentacle thing. You know how it goes. She's into it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And so, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where this my lord business comes from. I'm not sure where Grievous falls in the pecking order. Clearly, at this moment in time, above her. So, yeah, Ventress is going to put up with that for long. Not. <laughs> no. Um, meanwhile, uh, Rex and Cody are suspicious as fuck approaching the outpost base and then we get the comedy gold of a commando droid in clone armor <laughs> <laughs> oh my god just doing his best impersonation of a person which is so horrible <laughs> this is how arms move a lot and in large ways <laughs> just... <laughs> And I think Rex was like, fuck this, and just shoots him in the head. <laughs> he didn't he even does. check. He didn't even ask to take because... your helmet off or anything. He's like, you're a fucking droid. <laughs> well, yeah, because Domino Squad sets off the, the flare, and he's like, okay, this is seriously wrong here. Mm-hmm. And just straight pops him in the head. And and I think this right here is where we see that clone commanders take after their Jedi very much. Rex didn't even pause to think he just fucking shot the guy. Yeah. Whereas Cody is like, we could have a conversation about it first, maybe, <laughs> just for a second. And they weren't like this before when there was the the episode where they had um, they had a traitor mm-hmm. uh, in their midst, and it was clone and Re- clone, psh, and it was Cody and Rex uh, trying to find the traitor amongst their amongst their own men. Um, they were much more like in sync, but they have clearly been spending enough time with their respective generals to sort of start taking on their personality traits. So you get them back together and it is much more like a, a clone version of the Anakin Obi-Wan dynamic. And I love it. In fact, there is a scene that happens a little bit later uh, where Obi-Wan and Anakin are back on the ship and Obi-Wan says, well, it's not like Cody to not check in, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. Anakin's like trying to, you know, give some rational explanation to it. And Obi-Wan's like, well, unlike you and your clone, my clone follows rules. (laughs) 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 And Anakin's like, your clone's probably boring the shit out of my clone. Yeah. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) So, 
It's adorable. Um, oh, also, real quick, when uh, the, the Domino Squad escapes out of the station and they're down in the canyon where apparently the giant space eels live. The Rishi eel. Sure. Uh, do you know anything about Rishi eels other than the fact that they like to eat people? No, that's it. <laughs> okay, cool. They, they yeah. have the ability to burrow through uh, planet core. The planet core. The uh, planet core. <laughs> uh, they like to eat people. Uh, they would really prefer eating those uh, delicious uh, manta rays that are floating, flying through the planet. But that's yeah. Nemo rays are fucking everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Just, Re- I, I, so Rishi eels, I think specifically, they aren't native to one planet. They're often like you know. The, I think is it that eel in Empire Strikes Back or Rishi eel? It sounds familiar now that you see. Now yeah. you say it like that. I think it's the same thing. But anyway, they typically, you know, they live in moons and planets and deserted planets and hang out there for a while and come out whenever there's food, if it ever mm-hmm. happens. Uh, and they often, you know, the way that they move from planet to planet is because they, you know, they can hide in like a the core part of a large planet or an asteroid. And that asteroid oh, okay. will eventually land on another planet and then they'll, you know, saunter on out and start breeding again and eating people. Blech. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, just... Cut up dead instantly. Yeah, they're they're like they're out in the canyon. They're like, why don't we come out here? Oh, it's because of the eels. Eel appears. Ah, eats cut up. And they're like, and this is also um, this is the first episode in the series, and it's one of only two that features mild swearing. Yeah, because uh, the eel eats cut up, and Heavy goes, "What the hell was that?" Yep. And Echo says, "That was an eel. That's why the regulations say we don't come out here." <laughs> <laughs> Of course, when, oh, Re- when when Rex and Cody are confronted by said eel, Rex is like, eh, and bl- blasts him in the eye and kills him instantly. Yeah. That's fucking One rude. fucking shot, kills him instantly, shoots him in the eye. It's adorable. I love Rex. <laughs> he's he's so good at his job, which is shooting stuff. <laughs> he's just great. That's, a, that's what we call a competency boner. Mm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> love it when they're good at their job. Love it. Mm. Anyway... Uh, so did you have any, I mean, we're sort of like point by point recapping this. I know, I know, I know. People can watch the show. It's just, it's a really good episode and I like it a lot and I like everything in it. So Hmm. I did, you know, I did too. It was a great break from, uh, the trilogy, the Malevolence trilogy that we just did. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. And, but it does hint at what's to come because the Camino invasion is going to be a big thing soon. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was a awesome episode before there would be an episode about droids coming up. <gasps> yeah. Um, so do you have any like other favorite iconic scenes? There's a lot in this episode. I, you know, I think we, I think we, I think we recovered it, covered it. I do think that there is, uh, there, there's a fun fact. Cause I remember you, you just mentioned the swear word, mm-hmm. uh, according to Wikipedia, at least the word hell <laughs> was used in expletive twice. And Cartoon Network actually got a lot of uh, complaints about that. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and when when Cartoon Network, uh, I'm sorry, when, when this episode aired in Canada and other places, it was completely censored out. Huh. Well, there you go. Yeah. Oh, I meant to look this up. It's Liquid Tabina? Is that what it is? Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, it's the, the shit that they use to blow the place up. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, no, it's relevant because it comes from the, 
the same fucking, oh my god. The gas mines that where Lando works. Bespin? Shit. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, let, uh, blow it up with liquid tabina. Liquid tabana. Highly explosive. Uh, liquid tabana. Liquid tabana. So where does it come from? Because I think from the tabana gas mines is what Lucas said. Doesn't matter. It's an explosive, and we will probably oh, see uh, it. Oh, uh, yeah. Tabana was found at high pressure in the upper atmosphere of the gas giant Bespin, the metropolis. There you go. City. Yes. All right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and success. So um, they've got a cache of liquid Tabana. Tabana. On the station, they use it for, I don't know, blowing shit up purposes. And so they gather all that into one spot they're going to use it to blow up the station because the the droids have prevented them from being able to interrupt the all clear signal so the only way to interrupt the all clear signal is to blow up the whole fucking station okay but of course do the detonators work no they do not nope so what has to happen is one of them has to stay behind now he decides this on his own heavy yeah who if you remember back in the clone cadets episode heavy was the one who was going to fucking quit he was the one that was like, this is bullshit and I am the fuck out of here. He's the one that was going to abandon his brothers completely. And now here we are on this station and Heavy is the one who is going to lay down his life to blow up this station and save all of his brothers, all the ones that are still being hatched back on Camino, all of his friends that he's on this station with, all of them. He's going to save everybody. And like, what's up, character growth in two episodes? I know. How you doing? Well, I this threw me off because I thought Heavy was in a lot more episodes. No, he's just got a lot of presence, it yeah. would seem. Because, they, no, uh, this is it. Yeah, because when Rex is doing his monologue in the season seven of Clone Wars about all the men he, he has lost, he mentions Heavy, mm-hmm. you know? So. Yeah, because this sticks with him. Yeah. is Because it's a hell of a thing. Heavy gave his life. And, and this is, uh, like, just the most badass moment. I think where he's holding off like the droids are pouring in and he's holding them off as best he can. He's got his big uh, heavy repeating blaster just firing at them, but it's getting worse. It's not just B1s. Now it's B2s. He's getting overwhelmed. He runs out of ammo. He throws his gun at them and he's going back to the bomb and they think they've gotten him taken out. And the droid says, do we take prisoners? I don't. I don't. And he hits the button and blows up the whole fucking station. Boom! Uh, God, I love clones. I uh, love clones, too. So, yeah. They they win the day, thanks to Heavy. And so, by the end of the episode, there are exactly two members of Domino Squad left. Yeah. We have Echo and but, Fives. But Rex inducts them into the 501st Legion. That's true. And you can tell which one's which because uh, Fives has a five tattoo on the side of his forehead. And Echo has a blue space eel eyeball goo handprint from Rex on his chest. Uh-huh. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> like, <"Bleh." laughs> thanks. Because Rex is like, your armor's too shiny. Splat. Like, <laughs> uh Thanks so much, Captain. Appreciate that. It's not shiny anymore. That's awesome. It was gross. There, yeah. 
So Echo and Fives are in the 501st, uh, Vader's, I mean, sorry, Anakin's 501st Legion. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, gunships come down to, to rescue them, and one of those gunships is, in fact, the Lucky Leku. Oh my goodness. The gunship with the with the uh, Twi'lek uh, pinup on the front. Love it. It's just for a second. You can barely see it. But yeah, that's definitely the Lucky Leku. So. so they get up into space. And this is where we had to discuss in my house. Uh-oh. Because the signal gets interrupted. Uh, Grievous is like, oh shit, the station got blown up. And then ba 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 boom the Republic fleet arrives. And Grievous is like, we're outgunned. We're out of here. Mm-hmm. You're outgunned? How many ships you got, Grievous? You're outgunned? Well, yeah. Did you do the count? That's six Republic ships. Grievous has nine uh, banking clan ships and two Trade Federation ships. He's got almost twice as many ships as them. He says he's outgunned and he takes off. Which, by the way, can we point out that this is probably what Grievous got because he lost the malevolence? He got a bunch of shitty-ass separatist ships to have to... Yeah. uh, Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, you can take whatever's fucking left in the shipyard, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> Try not to blow those up, too. Well, uh, I would Dick. think that, A, Grievous doesn't want to lose any ships because he needs them all for the Camino invasion. Because there's a blockade yeah. I'm sure he's going to have to deal with. Uh, mm. And then also, I don't think the Trade Federation ships are all that badass. <laughs> They're really crazy. not. Um, so we had to uh, we had to dive into this because we were like, what? Just by the numbers alone, it does not seem like he's outgunned. So I did some research. Oh, no. I'm learning so much about starships, y'all. So much. Um, So the banking clan ships, the ones that look like horseshoe crabs, uh, those are munificent class star frigates, which is adorable because munificent is a word that means a generous gift of money. (laughs) They they want to remind you that that they gave you something super expensive. So we're calling it the munificent class star frigate. God damn it. What? (laughs) Yeah, it's that's... That's what munificent means. It means a generous gift of money. So, banking clan. I did... I, okay. Uh, that's too... Oh my gosh. This na- the, naming, <laughs> the naming conventions are out of control in this episode. <laughs> so, munificent class ships are heavy on guns, not so much on shields. And they really don't even have that much like armored hull plating. They're almost skeletal. When mm-hmm. you look at them. So, yeah, they're not great. And uh, the Trade Federation ships, the, the round ones with the big ball in the middle, those are LH-3010 capital freighters. Before the wars kicked off, before the invasion of Naboo, these ships were not meant for combat at all. They are freighter ships. So mm-hmm. they got retrofitted to be more like battleships, but it is not their primary function. And there's a difference between... A ship that is supposed to be a battleship and a ship that has been, that's a regular ship that got some guns slapped on it. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So uh, then uh, the Republic fleet shows up and it's six Venator class Star Destroyers. We've been saying Venerator and I think that's my fault. I read it as Venerator, but it's Venator. Class starships. Well, well, fuck! I can't do this podcast anymore, Stephanie. I mean, how dare you? <laughs> That's it. Flip a table. I'm no. out. Fuck this. Prostitution whore. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, Venator is a Latin word for hunter. So that is the the word for the 
the class, the these star destroyers, these, these baby star destroyers that the Republic is using. Now, in this fleet, uh, because Anakin and Obi-Wan are both there, uh, is Anakin's flagship, the Resolute, and Obi-Wan's flagship, the Negotiator. Mm-hmm. So... I, and I believe each of them gets a total of three of these Star Destroyers to work with, which is like when Plo Koon went out looking for the, the Malevolence, he had three. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Anakin and Obi-Wan together means six. Now, we will see this later, but there is a battle of just Anakin's ship against five munificent class Star Frigates, and he wipes the fucking floor with them. So if one Venator ship, particularly with a Jedi on board, is the equal of five of the munificent class ships, yes, Grievous is absolutely outgunned and he needs to get the fuck out of there. Wow. Because that's six. Six Republic ships. Yeah, he's fucked. So, yeah, he was right to bounce. But he's a coward. Impossible! (laughs) So, (laughs) impossible! As a Doppler effect into space as he leaves and flees the scene. Um, So, yeah, that was uh, that was our big geek out moment with this episode was like discussing both of these the all of these ships and the the how evenly matched they were not in space. So, I feel like if I would watch it uh, watch stuff with your family, you would be putting shit on pause all the time and arguing over stuff. It's constant. Yeah, I do. I do have to watch most of these episodes twice. Once to go through with notes and to pause and discuss. And look shit up and and debate things like hyperspace travel and the this the blockades and stuff like that. We have to do that. And then I watch it again just to watch the episode. <laughs> so, Lord. so I can just absorb it without interruptions. Um, it's a fucking fun way to watch it. We're we're a bag of joy and delight. How dare you imply that it wouldn't be fun? It would be super fun and you know it. <laughs> watch shows with us, Chris. No. <laughs> no. And not just because you're thousands of miles away and we're both on lockdown in a pandemic, but also because you suck. <laughs> that's what that's what I heard right then. I, you um, know, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I have correctly interpreted this moment. Uh, so yeah, great, I... thanks. Now I'm going to flip a table and I'm out. <laughs> we have both quit. <laughs> this podcast is going to have to end itself now. We just had I know, we just had a total meltdown. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> we're only 11 episodes into this podcast and we're already quitting. Look at Man. us go. Honestly, yeah. I'm surprised we lasted this long. Um <laughs> So, Heather, how how do you feel about this episode? What do we what uh, do you I, think? I, what are your thoughts? It, your feelings? Fun, it's your just thoughts a, on your feelings? Yeah, it's a fun, it's a thought and a feeling. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love this episode. Um I, I can't get enough of Rex and Cody, so there it is. Oh, uh, Obi Wan, sarcastic. Holy shit! Big surprise. How bre- how groundbreaking! And uh, okay, yeah. but he was being sarcastic in a helpful way this time. He was trying to get Anakin to go to fuck to sleep. You know what Obi Wan can do to put me to sleep? <laughs> anyway, and Anakin, yeah, yeah. and fucking R two. Why not? Let's get kinky. Anyway, uh, I, <laughs> he's got attachments. Why? Yeah, yeah, attachments. You know, you know. He's got that one little wand with the shocker on it. <laughs> Straight to hell. Straight to hell, Heather. And Anakin can remote I... control uh, remote control the intensity of it. Anyway, okay. Oh god. Oh god. That's because no, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the episode, the episode, God, write it in. <laughs> uh, I lo- I loved it. Uh I highly recommend it. It's definitely gonna be better than the next episode we're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about that. Um, 
So next time, I, I also love the episode. Uh, I think I, the, my adoration for the clones and everything that went down in this episode is resoundingly clear throughout. So um, next time we will be talking, we're doing two episodes because it's a dual, dual arc. Uh, we're going to be doing season one, episode six, Downfall of a Droid. And mm-hmm. season one, episode seven, Duel of the Droids. And I mean, look, I love R2. I do. I, I, I just R2 offered. Too. I just offered to love R two, like biblically, but uh, I've watched through Clone Wars before, and I gotta say, um, aside from the the episodes that focus entirely on droids, as much as I love droids, and I do, I love droids, but the episodes that focus entirely on droids are second only to the episodes that focus entirely on Jar Jar in terribleness for me personally however even a a bad in my estimation a bad clone wars episode is still a really good piece of star wars oh absolutely like look uh uh, you know i there's still gonna be fun shit in it to listen to and watch there's gonna be anakin skywalker red flags all over the place because he does not handle it well yeah no but uh yeah there are there not every clone wars episode is a zener so this is, uh, yeah. for us, this is a non-Zener uh, set of episodes. But we're going to do our best to make it entertaining for you. It's going to be fun. It's going to be delightful. <laughs> There's probably going to be more adult sex jokes with uh, droids. So tune in. <laughs> probably my ass. Probably yes. Oh probably my. for sure. Oh Absolutely. My. Certainly. Oh anyway, my. so yeah, tune in next time for those two episodes. Um, do we have anything else for today? No, but thank you, uh, thank you, new listeners, for subscribing to our podcast and listening to us and uh, interacting with us on our Facebook page. Yeah, uh, really hi guys, it. hi! You reminded me that you exist, and now I'm terrified um, to speak into a microphone. But that's okay. <laughs> I am so nervous right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am like a commando droid in clone armor. I gest you very largely and hope that you think it is human interaction. That is what I am doing. It's very <laughs> awkward. Wow. <laughs> Just, That's all I, I love can it. Say. My, wow. my favorite thing that you do as my friend is let me sit in my own awkward silence for <laughs> minutes. That's the best way that you support me as a person. That's just. <sighs> uh, why do people say I'm an awful friend? I don't, get I don't it. know. I don't get I it. I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I guess we're ready to, to wrap this shit up. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So, hey, thank you, uh, everyone, for, with, with the, like Chris said, with the subscribing and the interacting with us on Facebook and the, and the listening. Thank you so much. We absolutely appreciate it. If you would like to join in the fun, uh, you can find us on all the socials, uh, by which, by all, I mean um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter as at a dark side divas chris you can also listen to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice including spotify itunes google play and so much more please subscribe please leave a review and yeah that's it that was that was some very serious like magic bullet infomercial realness right there i know i was practicing you are serving i am yeah i am serving a guy on cocaine infomercial realness full full sham wow kaboom i love it i love it 
Ha, 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 ha.